listening to Radio Owl's Nest. The songs of Martin Page, all day, all night, forever. So grab a cup of tea, settle down with us in the Owl's Nest. Bootsy, all right. When I drank 15 pints of Guinness, I did say the Loch Ness Monster in the high street. In the bloody high street. <laughs> it was shopping. All right. Surely that's an illegal act. Uh, it is an illegal act. That I couldn't resist uh, listening to Angus and Kilmonic again, asking a very uh, deep question to Bootsy, who will be in the show a bit later. Thank you, Angus from Kilmonic. Lovely way to start the show, Radio Owl's Nest uh, uh, programme, probably 5,221 and a half. It seems that I've been sat in this Owl's Nest forever, but still having a lot of fun here. And I'm going to play a track that, um, God, I wrote when I first came to L.A. Uh, within a week of being in L.A., I was with uh, Ray Parker Jr. Uh, playing on Ghostbusters. And uh, when we were doing that, I played him some other songs that I was writing. And there was a track called Lovers a drug which I'd written on an 8-track false text, just me with a Jupiter 8 and Ray said, I dig that and uh, I want Radio, his, uh, his own band, to record that. Uh, so here it is, the demo of Love is the Drug. Okay. 
and a songwriter with his Jupiter 8 uh, Roland keyboard plonking away with the Fostex. Can anybody remember those Fostex quarter-inch 8-tracks? Yes, I had one of those in a little hired house in L.A. where I was writing thousands of demos, trying to get them cut, trying to be a songwriter. And uh, it was lovely because Ray Parker, uh, when I went to his studio, said, play some keyboards on this strange track called Who Are You Gonna Call? Ghostbusters. And... uh, (laughs) I played him some other stuff, and he said, I like that, and I like that, and I like that, and I'm going to bring back the band Radio. Remember Radio with that uh, wonderful pop songs they had, Jack and Jill, etc.? Well, um, the band Radio didn't reform, unfortunately, but Love is the Drug. Um, Ray always loved that demo. Recently, when I saw him, I went up to his house, and you push the doorbell, and it goes... Who are you going to call? I am telling you the truth. Yes, the doorbell and the telephone has uh, Ghostbusters on it. You know you're at the right place. Uh, but when Ray recently played on some of my songs, some wonderful guitar, he said, what about that song, Love is a Drug? I've still got it. And I said, so have I. So you just heard it. Love is a Drug, a demo from the 80s. <laughs> yes. The football crowd that uh, I bring around with me wherever I go. Uh, On Love is a Drug, I was just listening then and I could hear that it was Little Red Corvette Prince influenced and... uh uh, Ray Parker was signed to the same management company as Prince, and uh, so was I at a certain point. So you can hear the uh, Purple One's influence. We miss him. So uh, let me uh, paint the picture for you here. Uh, yes, the boiling kettle. I have about uh, 35 to 40 <laughs> big mugs of tea a day. What is that with English people? But uh, setting you here the scene here, the actual kitchen is not too far away from the owl's nest. So cups of tea have to be uh, boiled up and brought to me every uh, 30 seconds. Um, and that was one boiling now. So I'm rather happy. Uh, the English uh, really can't survive without their tea, can they? Uh, sometimes thought, how many hit songs or how many songs did I write while consuming tea? Um... Probably as much as whiskey. Yes, probably about the same. No, I'm a teetotaler. Yes, I've tried it under all kinds of substances. Yes, and it is quite laughable when you hear what I wrote under uh, certain substances. You do not want to hear that. 
<laughs> yes, so if you're going to write a hit song, it has to be Typhoo Tea Bags. Typhoo Tea Bags will definitely get you in the top five. Ooh. Here's a song from my uh, solo album, A Temper of Peace, a song called When the Harvest is In, a little bit of reggae, and this is a new version of the song from my vaults. A new mix.
harvest is in. I didn't say harvest uh, with my Hampshire accent. When the harvest is in. Uh, from my album, A Temper of Peace. That's a different mix. It's uh, fun sometimes to reimagine uh, the tracks. And uh, I recently mixed that again. And uh, it's not much different from the original. But I did sort of highlight the bass and the pads and uh, remastered it as well. Uh, and played some new percussion. So there we have it. Uh, when the harvest is in. Hi, this is Trevor Thornton here. And you're listening to Radio Owl's Nest with Martin Page, where you'll only hear Martin Page songs all day long and all night long. Seriously? I'm afraid so, Trevor. Yes, you're only going to hear my stuff. And here's a rare demo from my uh, vaults for my archives, a song that's never been played before. It's called Magdalena, Pearl of Sorrow. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about it uh, after it's played. Um, and I did enjoy playing the nylon guitar on this. So here is Magdalena, Pearl of Sorrow.
I have a lovely uh, Project P nylon guitar that I sent away to uh, Japan to get a long time ago. And every now and then um, when I play that guitar, I just fall in love with it. And on this uh, track, Magdalena, Pearl of Sorrow, uh, I featured it a great deal. Um, this song uh, has never been played before, and so it was nice to pull it out of the vaults. Uh, maybe, maybe if I do a Poetry of Collisions Volume 2 of all the demos that are on Radio Owl's Nest, which I did last year, I had a lot of fun doing that. Maybe this song will get on there. Um, Adam Davis was a fine artist that did record this song, and I think uh, his performance is on YouTube out there. Uh, but it does remain a bit of a rarity, and so I hope you enjoyed listening to Magdalena. I was in that uh, Josh Groban mode, no doubt. Um, nice to find that demo, and nice to play it. So let's step into the library. I'm a big book reader, and if you follow me on Instagram, every now and then I'll point towards a book I'm really enjoying. Uh, I want to tell you about a book I'm reading now, which I, I love. It's called More Than Happiness, Buddhist and Stoic Wisdom for a Skeptical Age. And yes, we are in a skeptical age, aren't we? Uh, it's written by Antonia Macaro. I love this book, and I thought I would just take a few seconds to read a little bit from it. So here we go. This is page 121. Compassion. Both Stoism and Buddhism then see a place for calm emotions, even though in both traditions these are not emotions in the normal sense. Among these, compassion seems especially important for properly relating to others. Compassion literally means feeling with. I like that. Feeling with. So that's a book called More Than Happiness by Antonia Maccaro. I highly recommend it. When I was studying Buddhism, I also found myself studying Stoicism. And they're very related to each other. And uh, compassion is the major key. So that's our time in the library today. More Than Happiness, Antonio Maccaro. Start reading, my fellow owlheads. <laughs> What would the Radio Owls Nest shows be without the sound of owls? So thank you, owls, there in the rafters. Uh, I want to play you a song now. It's time for music again. Haha, <laughs> there is the acoustic guitar. This is from my album, The Slender Sadness. I released in 2017 a song called Every Now and Then. It comes upon me every now and then a certain feeling that I can't defend In those moments when I gaze at you Well, it brings me to my knees It happens, baby, when I least expect Maybe it's just the way you turn your head how you always have a smile to give Well, it stops me in my tracks I guess it's true that I don't realize Just what it means to have you in my life But sometimes I might 
song that I was playing football soccer uh, on the weekends with my friends out in, in the valley here San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles and I remember I just started to write this song and I called my manager before I was about to go onto the field and kick people and I said I've got something quite special here it's uh, a simple song but it has something pretty emotional about it so I like the message uh, that we never really say to our lady friends do we what we really mean uh, us a macho men uh, that's what every now and then is all about Oh, it's that lovely music uh, that we often hear in lifts, don't we, or in uh, supermarkets. A lot of my music, unfortunately, yes, is played in lifts and supermarkets now. But we won't go into that. It's time for that special moment when Bootsy, the mascot of Ironing Board Records, the feline genius, the black cat, that answers everybody's questions about life. Shall we say that again? Life. Oh, I love that echo. Um, yes, Bootsy is here again after uh, eating 17 uh, pouches of Fancy Feast Classic. Uh, with wild salmon and vegetables in a decadent silky broth. That has brought him to a fine peak of intelligence. So again, my friends, it's time for... The Wisdom of Bootsy. I'm digging my hand into a huge sack of mail. And today's question comes from Wolfgang Siegfried from Salzburg, Austria. Jawohl, Bootsy. 
I come from the land of Beethoven and Mozart, and I play piano, but I sound shit. What can I do? Inside the box, comfort is implicit, yet ephemeral. Outside the box, comfort is elusive, yet permanent. Or is that the catnip speaking? <laughs> the wisdom of Bootsy. Now, oh, thank you, Bootsy, for answering the question. Therefore, Wolfgang Siegfried from Salzburg, Austria. Bootsy will be back next time to answer all those nasty questions about life. That does sound like my bones. Um, but we've opened the door to the vault. I thought I'd play you a song that's never been aired before. A real rarity, a real demo. It's a song called No Mountain High Enough.
No Mountain Too High, a demo from the 90s. Uh, that brought back memories. Uh, MPC drum machines we used to use in the studio that had a very laid-back feel, and it was that hip-hop time. I've been working around Go West, and uh, there was that artist hammer with huge, great pants like tents jumping about, and I think that hip-hop beat uh, that we were all working on at that time. Um, yes, that's what you can hear here. Uh, wonderful time for songwriters, really, uh, I think, um, around that time, because we are doing so many different styles. I still feel that that uh, the great luxury of being a songwriter and all the records I grew up and all different styles, I, I think it's a bit of a luxury, but I love taking a chance and doing something I haven't done before. R&B, Celtic, folk, reggae, um, you know, everything. That's the joy of being a songwriter, particularly for me, um, and listening back to that demo from the 90s. Yes, I wasn't wearing pants quite as big as Hammer and doing those strange dances, but it was nice to touch R&B and a bit of that Go West swing that we were all doing at that time. I love putting my hand into the melting pot and trying different things. Uh, So there we go, a Demo again, no mountain too high. 90s, hammer, hip hop, whatever. Uh, when I finish writing songs or playing around in the studio, I do find myself uh, going upstairs and relaxing and watching a DVD or a Blu ray. And I would imagine that some of you, if you uh, follow me, you probably do the same thing as well. Um, You're at that age and you probably like to relax sometimes and possibly be entertained or learn something. Uh, So I thought I would tell you about three particularly uh, great DVD releases that I picked up and that um, I think are pretty outstanding. And of of course, through that period of the virus uh, that we are continually uh, balancing out, uh, relaxing sometimes, having to be on your own and watch uh, uh, a DVD uh, of your choice is um, pretty rewarding, I think. Uh, Let me tell you about uh, uh, a DVD called How the West Was Lost and Won. 1845 to 1893. It's directed by Rick Burns. It's uh, pretty fantastic. I found myself totally lost in uh, really studying the history of the West and uh, I found it um, totally enlightening on many levels. Uh, Between 18 and 45 and 1893, the American West was lost and won. Uh, Wound with ribbons of iron and wire and brought within the dominion of the United States. And while along the way, the lives of hundreds of thousands of uh, Native Americans were violently disrupted and all but destroyed. It's a really, really great, great historic DVD. uh, And of course, directed by um, Rick Burns. And we know the Burns people do uh, fantastic documentaries. So the way the West, how the West was lost and won. 1845 to 1893. It's a PBS special. An American experience. DVD number two, um, really quite an amazing uh, film, Samsara, and we know what that uh, means. Well, in Buddhism, the cycle of uh, death and rebirth in the material world, uh, this is just such an incredible visual experience. It's a Ron Frick film. Uh, let me just read something on the back here. It is awesome, literally hypnotic, and that comes from uh, Entertainment Weekly. But it's mesmerising, and it's very, very emotional. It's basically just visuals, uh, scenes in of our lives um, that we take for granted. Going undercover in factories, uh, looking at how um, the earth has developed, looking how we as humans uh, react to certain situations, looking from afar, 
admire the big view and looking very close. I won't say any more because it's just uh, something that I know if you watch it, um, you'll be changed. It's called Samsara um, and it's out on a 8K ultra digital um, HD DVD. Prepare yourself for an unparalleled sensory experience. It's filmed over a period of almost five years and in 25 different countries. Um, Samsara, it does explore the wonders of the world. Check it out. I think you all know me. I love a great ghost story. Uh, there's a particular film um, from 1944 uh, called The Uninvited and it's uh, directed by Lewis Allen. It's uh, one of those kinds of black and white films that you, uh, you're too scared to go out and get your popcorn. A pair of siblings from London, Ray Milland and Ruth Hussey, purchase a surprisingly affordable, lonely clifftop house in Cornwall, only to discover that it actually carries a ghostly price, and soon they're caught up in a bizarre romantic triangle from beyond the grave. It's brought out again, released again, um, um, by the great Criterion Collection, um, and it has all the, uh, you know, outtakes and all the stuff that was going back on in 1944 when you were making these incredibly romantic uh, black and white ghost stories. It's great. It's a DVD special edition, and, it, and it's a 2K digital restoration. Um, it's just one of those things where you uh, wrap up nice and warm, <laughs> you shut the doors and you try to get through it. It's just full of that black and white romantic atmosphere. Atmosphere, atmosphere, atmosphere. That's uh, The Uninvited, uh, directed by Lewis Allen. So there was our DVD Blu-ray special. We've been in the library today and we've also been in front of the screen. I just wanted to turn you on to a few uh, good things. It's time for music again. Uh, this is a retro songwriters podcast. We can't live without music. And uh, I think it's really the time to go back into the... <laughs> Igor, you're getting bigger every day. Your tone is uh, meaty, beaty and bouncy. Uh, this is pretty special. It is a special demo that uh, I recently found. And again, I've said it millions of times. I forget about these songs. But this is a real, real... Real! Yes, put some echo on that. A real rarity. A song I wrote with uh, Bernie Taupin and has never been aired. And we felt really good about this song. We were writing for a movie about witches. And we were just talking about that ghost story, weren't we? The Uninvited. So that made me think of this uh, demo I just uh, revitalised, found. Uh, it's called Witches Get Burned. And the story about this is quite interesting, actually. Uh, let me... Paint the picture. Uh, Bernie called me one day and said uh, he's been asked to write for a movie that was um, for kids but also adult-oriented. And I think it was called uh, Witches or The Witches. I've been working with Bernie. We'd, we'd had the hits. We built the city in these dreams. And uh, this was uh, another one of those things which happened quite quickly and Bernie had started the ball rolling. Now, at this point, I just bought my first house in Los Angeles. Um, and I'm still there. <laughs> A man who is very routine. But I bought this house in Encino. There was nothing in it at all. Nothing. Uh, and so I thought, well, I've got to get in there. Um, escrow's finished. I'm going to put my studio in there. So I put my studio, my 16-track, into the living room, right next to the fireplace, because that's all I cared about. Not the bedroom, not anywhere to eat. All I wanted to do was carry on working. So I had 
in this bare house that I'd never been in for, uh, stayed uh, through the night ever before, I just had this studio propped up in the living room uh, in front of this big stone um, fireplace. And I remember the lyrics came through and I, it was, witches get burned. I immediately had to get involved with this song and start working. And as the evening settled and I'm doing this track in a house I've never been in before, all the noises and all the rattles and everything seemed to be really, really loud and coming from everywhere. But I had to work on this song and I thought, what a perfect song for my first night in uh, my house, uh, my new house, which was um, a little bit creepy to tell you the truth. Beautiful, but um, old English. You know, it was a cottage with um, stone was everywhere and wood. <laughs> you know how you feel when you have to be in a house for the first time ever. Yes, I think we all feel it. We're a bit like, oh, my God, is there demons around? Who died in this house? Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can remember it all. Uh, anyway, I just, because I'm a songwriter, I just dived straight in and worked right through the evening, almost into the uh, morning doing this song, which is Get Burned. I'll tell you a bit more about it after. But you can hear when this starts up, all the little sound effects I was doing, because I was doing the sound of a witch's laugh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do me any good. Uh, I was looking over my shoulder when I did that. Uh, very, very creepy.
uh, which is just a bad girl trying to get you. Uh, <laughs> I was never the same. I was put in an asylum for about three months after recording Witches Get Burned. Um, and uh, I've never quite been the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. I don't know why those, that laughter is going on. That's because there's a fader. It shouldn't be there. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, still not a very good DJ. Getting back to the uh, phenomenal world of the witches. Uh, Tommy Funderburg, that great session singer. I know that he came in about three or four days later after I did the demo um, uh, and uh, slapped my face and uh, said, what's happened to you? You look so pale. <laughs> He did some background vocals on the end, all those really high things. And um, I think he was amazed that when I was recording him, I was constantly looking over my shoulder. He's going, who are you looking at? Who can you see? It's only me here. Um, anyway, the story of this song was uh, the director of the film. It was made in England. He heard the track and thought, I love it. It's great. Bernie loved it. And uh, it was scheduled to be in the film. And then they didn't make the film. Um, they may have made it, I believe, something like two or three years later. But all the crew and everybody was different. But at that time it was booked to be done um it's been used as a temp in the film and everybody was quite excited about it but then the movie was not made some songs remind you of where you were and what you were doing well obviously witches uh, get burned was uh, definitely reminded me of the first day that i moved into this house and uh, recorded that song uh, listen to bernie's lyrics what a clever lad eh i think he nailed that uh, fairy tale witch lyric really quite brilliantly and I still can't light the fire on a cold night without looking over my shoulder rather tentatively. Yeah! Well, I'm burning some incense here in the uh, studio. It's smelling pretty good. And I'm looking through the, uh, <clears throat> the vaults here and on my computer. And I want to play you a song. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's the incense. <laughs> I want to play you a song that uh, is very special to me. It's a song called You Can Let Go. Um, I recorded it in 2012 uh, for my A Temper of Peace solo album. It was the last track on that album. And I found here uh, on my computer, on my Pro Tools computer, in the vaults, I found a pre-mix, uh, which means it was the uh, the main mix before the final mix. It meant I was getting very near to what was going to be on the record. In sense, it's a mixture of really what the demo is and then um, what the real master is. And uh, uh, let me, I'll talk to you a little bit about it after, but it was uh, a very special song to record with a special message. This is a song called You Can Let Go. One, two, one, two. Three, four. I can see you're tired. It's been a long, long road. Funny how all the steps we take. Lead us all the way back home In this sacred garden A boy came out to play To show us how to walk on this earth How to cherish every day And the world has been blessed by the love that you left 
of a song called You Can Let Go. Um, it was on my... Well, this, this, the premix wasn't on the album, but the actual master was on an album called A Temper of Peace, which I released in 2012, the, the final track on that album. Um, I wrote this song uh, through an experience, really, of um, going to the hospital when my father wasn't well, and um, he was, you know, getting ready to uh, leave this world and go on to better pastures. And I had a real sense that... Um, he was fighting and staying on for me, and uh, he didn't want to let go. Um, and it was really about caring for me. And it was very important that I was able to tell him to, uh, to be able to let go, that everything was going to be all right, and that I uh, could look after myself and uh, I would go on. Um, and uh, this song appeared uh, very soon after all this happened. And I also performed it um, live at my manager's father's uh, memorial. And that was very special. Brian Fairweather, uh, my partner, songwriter partner from the past, came out and helped me uh, perform it. And uh, the response in the room was, um, I don't think you ever forget something like that. It uh, communicated in its most uh, purest sense. Uh, I wanted to play that song to you because I glanced at it there in the vault and it said a premix. I think about a month before I actually finished the song. So wanted to play that to you, a song called You Can Let Go. 
That's the bell that's supposed to uh, remind me that we're coming to the end of the show and looking up here at the uh, minutes. It's 53 minutes and 33, 4, 5 seconds. So we are coming towards the end of the show. Do we have time? Do we have time for a quote of the day? I think that's quite decisive. The mob have spoken. I think they're saying we can. So quote of the day. And it comes from Merlu Ponte. Music as the model of meaning. Of this silence from which language is made. Yes, uh, thank you from Merlu Ponte. I've had a great time. I really enjoyed this month's show. I really did. And I need to tell you that. I think all the songs seem to blend well together and I just got lost in it. I hope you enjoyed it as well. I'm very fortunate that uh, uh, you're out there uh, giving your ears, your big owl head ears to um, my musings and my ramblings and my demos and my rarities, my misfits, my orphans, all those uh, strange bits and pieces from my past. I just want to say, if you can, please be compassionate to all the animals out there. You know how I feel about that. And I think uh, if you can, um, bring home an animal from the shelter and make that animal part of your family. Uh, We don't need to be doing any scientific tests on animals. It's barbaric and it's cruel and it should be banned. Yes, animals feel just like us. So be mindful and compassionate and look on the bright side of life. And I, Pagey, Chief Owlhead, will see you again soon in the Owl's Nest. Bootsy, all right. When I drank 15 pints of Guinness, I did say, The Loch Ness Monster! <laughs> <laughs>